Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we're coming to you today, Sunday night, after an incredibly stressful Purdue victory over Maryland, 31-29 to was the final score. Purdue hangs on uh, in the final minute to win a game yet again, and it seems uh, maybe Purdue's luck has turned. Maybe we're going to win close games uh, in the last minute now. I'll Is be honest, possible? Ledman. I have no feel for this team at all. No, I don't either. This is, this is, I don't either. That was, I was going to mention that in the second half of this podcast. It's like, are we good? Hmm? Are, are we a good team that plays bad? Or are we a bad team that has gotten lucky a couple times in these last two games? But really, who we are is the team that lost to Syracuse and Penn State. I don't know. I think We might just muck it up. Uh, we might just be that team. Only, weirdly, we do it by throwing the ball a ton. I, yeah, usually, I, usually a team who drags you down is a team who can control the clock and only gives you so many possessions. And Purdue is not that team. Not that team. Not us. And yet, I do. Do you want to jump right into the game? Sure. Or sure, do you, let's or do do you want to do your? Yeah, we'll go in the game first, and then after hours, we're, we're recording about an hour later than normal. I'm I'm a little sleepy. I'm a little jittery. Um. So so when we get even further into the night, we'll discuss your trip. To okay. Maryland. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did we play well? Um, we won on the road. There, there were parts of the game where we it's a played Big Ten well. game. I hear that's parts good. The, so parts of the game we played well. Um, I'll tell you the first half, or the first quarter, 
could hardly have started worse. You mm-hmm. know, Purdue came out, tried a, a pitch on the first play, lost, I believe, 12 yards. It's going to shock you, Levin. I was on a golf course and half caught the first bit. Well, so I'm telling you some good good mm-hmm. information here then. Yeah, first play, we tried to toss. We lost 13 yards on the first play from scrimmage. Say what? Um, yeah. How far was the toss? Well, I mean, you know, it bounced. <laughs> O'Connell tried to ah. toss it to Downing. Mm. It, and it bounced off his shoulder. So the toss was An a incomplete handoff. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> uh, it hit off his shoulder uh, and just went backwards. So he ended up losing 13 yards on the very first uh, Purdue play from scrimmage. So it was a bad harbinger just right out of the gate. Purdue went three and out at that point, punted it away to Maryland, who then just absolutely saw no resistance on their first drive. Only six plays, 69 yards, touchdown. Purdue just immediately down 7 nothing, And we were sitting in a section of Purdue fans, and you could just see the morale just immediately crater. Just immediately crater. Yeah. I, I think there, you start off the season the way Purdue did, and you play that Penn State game. You play that Syracuse game. It's hard to have much faith that we have the ability to turn the dial up being down. Um, it's kind of one of those where you expect, oh, we're on the road. Um, once again, this is kind of a prove it game. And I, I know we, we went up to Minnesota, somehow won, but I think anyone honestly watching that's like, Ooh, Minnesota, not a good football team. Purdue did what they needed to do, but that was, that was not an impressive showing. No, not at all. And then you immediately set yourself back. And I think hanging over the season a lot to this point is Aiden O'Connell, who, you know, we were both confident about it's the one thing we definitely felt good about. And he's not been that good. No, no. He certainly hasn't looked like the player we saw last year. And, you know, there's there's reasons for that that make you nervous because, oh, yeah, we don't have. Well, in theory, we'll, we're going to have an All-American wide receiver. But as good as Charlie Jones's numbers are, it still doesn't quite feel the same as David Bell or Rondell Moore. No, no. I mean, he. I, I don't think we're talking out of school by saying he's not as good as either of those two. He's certainly the best Purdue has on the squad right now, um, but he does not really compare to either one of those guys. But those are – I mean, that's no slight on, on Charlie Jones because those two are just incredibly special players. Mm-hmm. And it's just – I don't – this game's weird. Uh, Maryland's a weird team. They, they seem permanently dangerous because – Takaviola is capable of doing anything at any time, it seemed. Yeah, and he and he, once once Purdue really started getting pressure on him and forced him to mm-hmm. run, he looked really good throwing off the run. Always was able to find his guy, and as soon as he started scrambling, you were getting a little worried as you're as a Purdue fan. Yeah, I I think one of the things that's been very positive this year is no matter who we're facing, our run defense has been very good. Yeah, very, very good. And the fact that we don't have to load the box with eight people to not get ran over is the only reason we're four and two. <laughs> We've been able to put bodies back enough because our secondary is still, I mean, we saw what happened once again at the end of halves when it's just teams load up to pass and we get a little prevent happy. Well, you can't really call the first half a prevent happy because we just let the guy run downfield. Yeah, I We'll Great play by Tagovailoa, but I, the fact we do have something on defense that we can hang our hat on, I think, is very important, and it sets the tone in the game and allows us to do some other stuff other places. And the fact we are we're getting just enough pressure on defense, getting quarterbacks uncomfortable, and this defense is making plays. If nothing else, they are making some plays. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, I mean, again, just watching this game, it was so back and forth. There were there were moments of euphoria. There was moments of despair. So, you know, Purdue... Man, after, you were in your feels this game, huh? I really was. Um, so after Purdue goes down seven points, uh, they try to drive down the field, only wind up with a field goal after a couple pretty bad mistakes. Uh, Finneran actually had to kick two field goals because he made the first one, but it was negated by a Purdue penalty. Uh, so he had to kick it from 10 yards further back. Practice still made it no perfect. problem. Yeah, so it made a 39-yarder. Then, you know, Purdue gives us hope again. Um, Tug of Viola gets intercepted um, by, I think it was Fakiaseki. No, there was a penalty. You just made yourself say that name for no reason i know that was so Whew. disappointing uh yeah so purdue intercepts the pass and goes down and gets a touchdown puts himself up 10 to 7 um and then allows a uh a maryland field goal 10 to 10 goes up 17 to 10 and then that play that you were talking about just absolutely guts purdue as it always does in the last minute of a game Corey Price. Had the yes, Corey Price had the interception. Um, so after the two teams trade punts on uh, four consecutive possessions, Maryland gets the ball, and on first and 25, Tiger Viola, 68-yard touchdown pass with a Purdue defense that looked like they weren't even on the field. Um, 20, uh, about 14 seconds left in the half, Purdue allows a 68-yard touchdown just out of nowhere. On and- first and 25. Yeah, first and 25, they'd gotten a penalty Priestley, and at that point, you really think the half is over. You think there's no way they're going to score. Purdue is going to take a 17-10 lead into halftime, but as Purdue tends to do at the end of halves or the end of a game, they just let their guard down, and suddenly it's a tie game. And man, I, I mentioned it earlier, but the the wind just came out of the Purdue section completely. Um, I mean, yeah. we were... We, we were just amazed that we were up 17-10 after the terrible start. Uh, you know, 14 seconds left. You've got them first and 25. they got to go 68 yards. You think there's no way. This is it. And we're going to go in with the lead. And then just that pass, he just catches it. There seems to be no one around him, no one near him. He gets completely behind the defense and just waltzes in for a touchdown. It, it was just maddening. Yeah, but thankfully we started the second half on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 third quarter was a disaster on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, it's funny because we talked about when we did the preview for Maryland, one of my reasons I thought Purdue could win is the Maryland defense didn't really generate turnovers. Through their first five games, they only had four turnovers. Well, in the third quarter alone against Purdue, they had three turnovers, uh, one interception and two fumble recoveries. So it's just amazing. Yeah, um... This, it's why takeaways are so tricky, because last week, Purdue got lucky by a Minnesota receiver just batting the ball up in the air. Yeah, yeah. And then This we, time, it was Charlie Jones taking it and throwing it up in the air in between two just, just fumbles. Not, not particularly excused fumbles, just, just fumbles the fumble. Um, but once again, our defense, which can be just mind-breakingly awful, <laughs> was consistent throughout most of the day, and... During that three turnover span, no points scored. Exactly. Remain 17-17. I mean, that is so huge that the offense just continuously put the the defense in a terrible spot. But in the entirety of the third quarter, despite Maryland having one, two, three, four, five. uh, Well, I hate the way they do this. Um, 
these ESPN box scores and drive range, they're just terrible. I hate them. Despite having multiple possessions, uh, three turnovers, Purdue defense held every single time, uh, allows zero points in the third quarter, and allows the offense to find a way to get back uh, and take the lead in the fourth. But, I mean, it was just amazing because we asked the defense to do so, so much in that third quarter. What do you think of uh, Tagovailoa? He didn't really impress me until, like I said, until he got on the run. Um, yeah, he moved around really well. Which, yeah, he, I mean, which, as soon as he was scrambling, he was great. Trying to make plays with the legs, he was great. But overall, I was not terribly impressed. I I think it was the offense as a whole, not not as much him. That could be. That could be. Um, I think every when when the play broke down and it came to him making, uh, lengthening the play and throwing on the run, very accurate, good touch, just. I expected more from the Maryland receiver. I thought they were better. And besides the one real big, the the two final possessions of the half, it really seemed like our defense did a good job covering, swarming, tackling, and I, I had a, Big Ten's not good. No, no, especially the Big Ten West. Um, but, I mean, I, I agree with you to a point. I mean, I think the defense looked really good, and they were... Jalen Graham were, was back, and it was noticeable. He was yes, yeah. all over the field in the middle in the middle where it really becomes you have to make a tackle right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to cover a lot of space, and he's very good at both things. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the Purdue defense was great except for basically about four plays. You know, for, there were about four plays in the game that were just disastrous for Purdue. Uh, you know, a long pass here on that end of end of the first half drive, mm-hmm. another long pass on the last Maryland drive when they were going to score. And I mean, it, it's just, I don't know if it's mental lapses. I don't know if they just, you know, they're clearly tired. The offense made so many mistakes that they're out on the defense is out on the field a lot, but it just seems like every game, there's about a handful of plays where the defense just completely loses their mind, forgets what they're doing and allows a play that almost cost Purdue the game. And, and, you know, in two games has cost for the game. Yeah, that's the. It's. Do you want to kind of forget and move on? But with each progressive win, those two losses that you could very easily turn into wins for Purdue if they were just a little more disciplined. Yeah. I mean, that's bit. It would not be out of the realm that Purdue is six and zero right now. No, not at all. And that would be rarefied air for this team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we want to get into this. Um, in this episode and something that might be happening down south at a football program, uh, the ceiling of Purdue football, I think, is going to come up in some people's minds to decide some things in the future. Are you, are you talking about Louisville here? I am talking about the L. Okay. I, I think we'll we'll talk about that later in the season. Uh, we'll put that aside for now. Um, so let's talk about the end of the game when things really started <laughs> to get uh, – when things really started to get a little bit crazy. So – Again, still tied 17-17. Maryland has a uh, 12-play, 69-yard drive. Uh, took a little over four minutes. Um, scored on a, a nice pass by Tucker Viola um, into the end zone. Lining up for the extra point, and Purdue blocks the extra point. So Purdue then is down just six, 23-17. Turns out um, important. Yeah, turns out very important. And you, the Maryland fans, were so angry that there was no offsides called. And I watched it live, and I watched the replay on the Jumbotron. I, I, you know, I am a homer, I will admit. 
I don't think he was offsides. I think if you watch the replay, if you watch the frame by frame, he literally just got the best imaginable jump. He timed it perfectly and got through there and got the block. Did you ever do that on Madden? Like old oh, yeah. school Madden? Yeah. Oh, such a good feeling. Like, yeah. Out of, out of things you could do on a football field, Ledman, what? Like, is that up there at the top? Like, it's better yeah, than think, scoring a touchdown, right? I would think, like, blocking a field goal or an extra point to, like, win a game or, you know, something like that would, would be one of the Pick six feelings. might be better, especially because yeah, you yeah, like to pick run. pick six. Yeah, I do love to run. So that that would definitely be up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, I would maybe, like, a, a punt return for a touchdown would be pretty cool, too, because that's, that's pretty rare, that's, that's rare as well. So, you know, Purdue... Down by down by six, gets the ball, uh, takes it down the field. A pretty good drive. Um, a couple great catches. Uh, T.J. Sheffield had one for 11 yards uh, where he really, really made um, a great catch. And Purdue goes ahead by one point. And you just think... Is that a lot? Is, this... is one point a lot? <laughs> yeah, one point is a lot. You think there's about there was about three minutes left in the game at that point. And every Purdue fan in the stadium was like, well, this isn't going to be it at all. I mean, there's a lot of time left. But the Purdue defense, once again, came out, forced a three and out, didn't allow a single yard from Maryland in that next drive. And they are on their own 17, and they have to punt the ball away. Um, And you think maybe that's it. Uh, You think maybe that's enough. Purdue got the ball with about 225 left. And you're thinking, can they force Maryland to use their timeouts? And can they run enough clock off that if we just get down, maybe we can kneel this game away and not have any worries? But of course, that was not the case because in a good way, in a good way, because Aiden O'Connell found Payne Durham for 56 yards and he drags about half the Maryland defense all the way down to the two yard line. Um, And I wanted to ask you about what Brom did after that. Mm. Oh, so I don't know if that means you were happy with it or angry about it. No, we have talked over this almost two years now doing this podcast, how when Brobden gets a chance to think about something for a while, he can get so freaking convoluted. And I get it. You want to run time off the clock. Sure you do. You also definitely want to score the touchdown, which means for sure you're not going to lose the game. And in college football, with the way that the clock stops, with the way our defense works in prevent defense, anything over 24 seconds is a threat. Yeah, you're not right. So we risked first down and second down. We had Aiden O'Connell from what? The the two-yard line. Yeah. Take two QB sneaks where he wasn't trying to score. Get down on the one-yard line to force two timeouts out of Maryland's hands. And then we are stuck with a third and one. Our running game, which I believe averaged about 1.8 yards a rush this game. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of running today. Which well, is Saturday. pretty normal for the way that we perform. Yeah. And he decided, oh, it would be better to waste two timeouts and risk not getting a touchdown. If we don't score a touchdown there, Ledman, and we kick a field goal, we are up four. And when they march down the field and score in 30 seconds like they did, we lose. Okay, I hear that, but I completely disagree with you. You think it's good to go thought... down on the one and not... What are I you losing was, scoring I, I, that touchdown? No, listen, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And here's why. Oh, my God. Purdue takes over after that after that uh, Payne-Durham play, which, again, incredible catch and run by Payne-Durham. Dragged half the Maryland team with him. Um, I saw him running around the field after the game. He had uh, 
he must have gotten cleated or something because he had a huge thing of blood running down his leg. Um, but he, he, you know, made the play that mattered. So at this point, it's first and goal. As you said, the ball is on the two. There is two minutes and eight seconds left. And Maryland has two minutes uh, and eight. Are you sure about that? Maybe two thirteen. I thought it was less than. Yeah, so it's two minutes, 13 seconds. That's right. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. So two minutes and 13 seconds, Maryland uses a timeout to stop the clock. Then it's first and goal. O'Connell runs for one yard, 2.08 on the clock. Maryland takes a sec- their final timeout. So that means Purdue can allow basically 40 seconds to run off. If Purdue had simply run in there on first down, there would have been, you know, 207 or so, 205 left on the clock. And then uh-huh. you would be giving the ball back to Maryland with 205. Okay. Yes, you're right. And what's if, the worst thing that happens if we score that touchdown? They go down and score? Yes. It's two minutes. They right. go down and score. The, and the we get the ball calling, back. Yeah, but the play calling of Maryland changes completely if you only give them a minute 23 like we did versus yeah it might have helped us more i don't know i disagree hold on i i I seriously can't believe you are taking this oh come on no because what is the worst thing that happens they have to drive the full length of the field in two minutes that's the worst thing that could happen right yes worst thing that could happen if if, not the worst thing that could happen what do you mean it's not the worst thing that could happen well the the other worst thing is they score and then what go for an onside kick no no right not the worst thing that could happen. You're you're failing to account for the fact that they had two timeouts, which with no. The why way, does that matter? That doesn't change the worst case scenario. I, that's what I'm saying. I, it's not the worst case scenario, but your argument fails to account for the fact you that you haven't Purdue let me say them. my argument. Okay, fine, go. Worst case scenario, they get the ball with two minutes left and go down and score like they did, and we have the ball with a minute. Maybe we can actually get a field goal to win the game. The worst case scenario is third down, we go for it and get stopped. And now we're kicking a field goal to go up four, or we're going for it on fourth down. I assume they would have gone for it on fourth down, should that have been the scenario. So they go for it on fourth down. If they miss it, Maryland just has to get into field goal range to win. If they go for the field goal and get it, Maryland gets the ball back with, you know, enough time to score a touchdown, and we lose. It made no sense. I did. I completely did. I think you're so wrong. What is your logic behind it? Be- Timeouts? Yes. You haven't said, what does that mean? We forced Maryland to use two their two final They didn't timeouts. need them. You don't need them in college football. They went down the field in 34 no. seconds. No, 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 no. You do need them in college football. You if, don't. If if the Purdue defense hadn't made one single play on the next drive. They didn't. They the Purdue defense allowed guys to run out of bounds rather than tackling in bounds despite multiple opportunities. Okay, have, so if they do that and have, we don't score, which, which would happen, we lose. The game. There was no way to lose if we just take that touchdown. We would at least get the ball back and be able to I try mean, to score to win. There was certainly a way to lose. It would have just been an overtime. So I get your point in that regard. My point is, Purdue ultimately did score the touchdown, and we forced them to use their got two timeouts. Lucky. Got lucky. No, I don't Two timeouts so. is not enough to bring in the possibility of losing the game. No, I, I just see. You're wrong. No, you are wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Please make this a poll. Oh, I will. Uh, make it the question. You are so wrong. I will. You And you are wrong. So... Purdue scores a touchdown, goes up by eight. Maryland faces basically no resistance from the Purdue defense. Um, Zero. 
allows wide receivers to run out of bounds instead of tackling them in bounds. Uh, Tega Viola escapes a couple times, and you know if Purdue had just sacked him on one play as they got as they got close, I believe on a on a first down at about midfield, the game was basically over because that's going to take you another twenty to thirty seconds. Maybe they have to go out and spike it. I mean, it it would have just it would have changed the whole complexion of the game. But the Purdue defense couldn't simply make one play in the middle of the field, so they go down and score. They have to go for two uh, to tie the game, and they convert, and the whole entire stadium erupts. And then I just hear somebody yell, "There's a flag! There's a flag!" And we look, and you know, sure enough, we see the flag flag um, on Maryland. So they've gotta gotta redo it. And he misses. Uh, they miss the second attempt. Uh, Purdue recovers the onside kick, kneels the game away, and Purdue walks away uh, with a 31-29 victory. Just absolutely bananas. Yeah, it's once again hard to feel good about a Purdue victory. Yeah, it really it, was. It, it it yes, we made some plays. Um, we scored two late touchdowns. In theory, we got stops before that. But in the moment where the medal is is poured out and and taken shape just we don't have it i don't understand how our defense is so solid most of the game yeah the, and then I mean, the third just, quarter they were nearly flawless i don't know why teams don't just no huddle yeah uh, pass 90 percent of the time worth a try yeah yeah it's, i mean honestly it would, it would be the terrifying perfect, it would be the perfect way to combat this purdue defense so uh there's the game we're gonna take a break uh we can talk about my experience at the university of maryland game uh casey's gonna get to answer all those answers to all those questions that he asked me uh, that I did not have answers to in the previous (laughs) podcast. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we are back. Uh, So as promised, I was in attendance at this game. 
um, against Maryland. Because... Nah, we don't need you to set the table. I got this. All right, all right, all right. What time did you and your buddy Valdez show up? So uh, Matt and I, we left. We left my place around nine. Um, we had reached. I reached out. <sighs> so I reached out on Twitter the night before uh, to see if anybody uh, was having a tailgate that they wouldn't mind. Uh, myself and a couple H&R of... writer to uh, exactly. just a little podcast guy, just a little a little golden black over here. That is a, little, that's exactly how I talk. SB Nation uh, yeah. professional. Um, yeah, that you know that's exactly how I talk. I don't know how you've gotten it, <laughs> uh, gotten it down so much. Um, I had a couple folks respond, uh, but I want to give a shout out to Craig. What up, uh, Craig? At C Train Twenty Three Hundred on Twitter, uh, Purdue Farm Grad and uh, C Train B Train. Nope. Uh, he, he's lived in Maryland, lives here now, um, was nice enough to invite us, said, hey, here's where we're going to be. This is what we're going to be driving. Here's my phone number. If you guys want to come, bring some donuts since it's going to be, you know, we're going to get there around nine. Did he know about your donut fetish? No, I don't think he did. Although okay. he does. Does he know you run by a, Did he know you were going to run by it in the morning? Uh, it is possible he did because uh, he is a podcast listener. So <laughs> depending on how close he listens, <laughs> he may know how much I love donuts. Um, so we brought, we, we just, uh, we did not obviously go to the one that is not open near me. Uh, we just stopped at a Dunkin' Donuts, grabbed oh, a couple. You just, the, you just bought, eh, that's fine. Hey, donuts listen, don't need to be fancy. Exactly. And the one that I would normally go to, there was two, two donut shops I would normally go to. They're both the opposite direction I needed to oh, go God. by like 20 minutes. How far is the stadium? Um, it's about a half an hour to, to 40 minutes. It takes and a little bit longer. You left at nine? Yeah. I'm a little disappointed already, Ludwig. I know, I know. I figured you would be. Um, so then we get to we get to Maryland and we face the problem that I knew we would face. Parking. Uh, parking is an absolute nightmare. So where is the tailgate on set campus? Up? Um, so the tailgate. There's a couple different locations. Um, Multi tailgate. Yes. Okay. Um, but for this one we went to, it was basically in the parking lot uh, okay. of the Xfinity Center, probably where makes parking they play basketball. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't figure we were going to be able to park there, but. We were following the signs that said, you know, like credit card parking uh, this way. I'm like, I don't care what they cost. I'll, you know, pay whatever as long as I can park. Big time H&R rider over here. Exactly. So we're driving along and all of them just say prepaid only. Ah. You had to have bought a pass. So we're just keep driving, keep driving. Everything is full. Everything is closed. Like you can't even get anywhere. So we're just driving around and their, their website now says like, all passes have been sold. Try for additional parking near the <laughs> College College Park Metro Station. Well, the College Park Metro Station is like two miles mm. from the stadium. And we're like, we are not doing that. So we just like happened to be driving around and saw a visitor's parking sign. Ooh, a little serendipity? Yeah, I guess. So I'm like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to follow it. So we turn and follow the sign, and there's a parking garage. There's no one at the Ooh. parking garage, like selling like anything. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no cross arm to like get in. You don't have to take a ticket. So we're just like, I guess just go. So we go in and we're like, I really hope there's a spot. Sure enough, spot on the first floor of the parking oh. garage. I just pull in and we just start hoofing it over to the to the um, tailgate. What time is um, it now? Ten o'clock. It was close to that by the time we got to um, the tailgate. But you know, again, shout out to Craig and and his buddies. They had some pretty delicious food. They had the usual. What you they know, have? They had burgers. Uh, they had hot dogs. But they also had uh, a guy had smoked some brisket. Okay. Uh, and brought that with him. I'm not they hearing had, anything about crab cake yet. No, there there were no crab cakes. Mm. I will say. Uh, although we did later today, um, earlier today, I'm sorry, uh, got some crab cakes. So that was delicious. And we also went to a restaurant 
um, on the Friday where we got some crab dip. So I, I wouldn't let my buddy leave without some crab. So he had plenty. Um, so there was, like I said, there was some good brisket. There was some mac and cheese. Um, Craig's wife had made some lemon bars, which were pretty good. So a, a lot of good food. We played some cornhole. Um, okay. Talked to both some Purdue. Uh, I won. We won. Matt and I. Matt and I are a pretty good cornhole team. I gotta say. Uh, played a lot of college. Uh, played a lot of cornhole in college while we were waiting uh, at the paint crew campouts. Um, I will. I will give kudos to Matt. He kind of carried me a little mm. bit. Had one round where he made three in the hole. So mm. uh, you know that's pretty good. Shout but, out Craig. Uh, <laughs> you should have shouted out Matt for making that. Uh, you're you're getting your Craig, names confused. Craig here. bought brought the uh, the beanbags. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, so, you know, had a good time at the tailgate, some good homemade mac and cheese was there. Uh, really, really had a good time talking to the, talking to some folks, really good natured, uh, even opponents, uh, opponents fans were there, a couple of his buddies. Cause as I said, the guy lives in Maryland. So talked to some of them. They were really nice. Um, had some, we were, there's apparently a Maryland dorm right behind that parking lot. Mm-hmm. So we had like uh, groups of students just kind of like floating by every now and then. Um, and this this girl looked at Matt and I and, you know, did the classic a college student. I think I'm really clever. And it was like, oh, perdon't and like put her thumb down. Mm. And I was like, because, you know, you got to be a little chippy on a on a game day. What was your response? I, I was like, oh, yeah, you're real original. First time I've heard that one. And she just that's the first friend, time I've ever heard of that retort, too. Well, there you go. Her her friends started pushing her, and they're like, "Oh, because clearly they. I mean, it seemed like they'd been drinking. Um, so you know, you got an easy audience when you're yelling at drunk college kids. So a uh, lot of fun, a lot of fun there. And with about 25 minutes to go before game time, uh, we started to head up to the stadium and uh, packed house, full house. No, no, a lot not of tailgaters. Close. There were a lot of tailgaters. Um, but the thing is, with the prepaid parking, half the lots were still empty. But they're like, well, we sold the spots, so we just got to wait till these people come. So, mm. you know, we're walking up to the stadium, and there are people still trying to park with, like, 15, 20 minutes to go before the game. So, I mean, it's just pure chaos um, parking on that campus during a game day, it seems. That's fair. But, Pretty campus? Yeah, it's a beautiful campus. Um, you know, we mentioned a couple times while we were walking around that it really doesn't feel like a Big Ten campus because they're like, well, it wasn't until, like, 10 years ago. Um, what kind of campus does it feel like? I mean, it, it does feel like an ACC campus, kind of like rolling hills, um, oh, okay. you know, different type of architecture than you really see on most Big Ten uh, campuses. Uh, I, I would say it's better looking architecture, you know, wow. not just like brick buildings. But, that's, that's, you know, it's just it's a, a completely swallow. different. It is. It's a completely different, um, different view. But, you know, lovely campus. Nice to walk around on. Uh, Purdue, the, don't the you listen were, to him at all. Nice. I think you're gorgeous. I mean, I think it's gorgeous, too. It's prettiest lady at the ball. There you go. Um, So then we get to the stadium. Entry to the stadium, very easy, no problems. Um, Our seats were very good. We were about the 40-yard line, about 10 rows up behind behind the uh, Purdue bench. How much did the tickets cost? uh, Tickets was – they were 65. That's not bad. No. It's not bad for pretty good seats. Yeah, they were very good seats. Um, The stadium itself, as I said um, on on the last one, it is just kind of – kind of blah um they've got a couple upper decks but they were not very full um the crowd arrived very late mm-hmm. student section was was very quiet um they of course really? do the Mar- yeah they have basketball the, very rowdy ba- right? yeah basketball fans at maryland very did loud fly- did they do the flag thing they do they do 
Did they have um, enough people for the flag? Yeah, I mean, the student section filled out by the time they did it, but they still weren't very loud. Um, the stadium itself got loud only on a couple of occasions, but there were there were large sections that were just kind of empty. Um, the second deck behind us, there were, the whole corner was just completely empty. The stadium is smaller than Rossade. Um, I think it's about fifty three or fifty four, mm-hmm. fifty five thousand, um, and it was not full. So um, not a not an incredibly intimidating environment, but Overall, the fans around us were very nice. Um, Maryland you know, fans? Yeah, yeah. We had some Maryland fans, but we were largely in a Purdue section um, just because we were behind the Purdue bench. So um, a lot of a lot of good Purdue fans around us, and even the Maryland fans around us were, were pretty um, nice to be around. You know, not a lot of— Shout out, Turtles! Not a lot of angry drunks, you know, causing trouble. So that was nice. Mm. Did, you, uh, did you find any beverages you could have while in the stadium? Or was it um, all beer? I, no, they had—so they— at about, I think it was, I just left at halftime to go kind of walk around. Um, they did have a beer uh, place like right behind our section. Uh, again, don't like beer. So I was looking for maybe uh, to see if they nice would cider? sell. Like, um, I think they did have a cider actually hmm. um, on the list, but they also were selling like glasses of wine. And I was like, great, I love man. wine. No, 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 no. Let Listen, man. let me finish. I was like, I love wine, but I cannot be that guy. I was like, I cannot be buying like an $11 bottle uh, or glass of wine at a football game. Some stutter home to make you stutter home. (laughs) Yeah. So I just walk right by that. Um, And I was hoping for some of those um, like mixed drinks in a can. I forget the name brand they have, but they have like Mm -hmm. um, different. No, they have like they have like different rum drinks you can buy mm. uh, or margaritas in a can, but I didn't see any of those. Maybe they were on the other side of the stadium, but nice um, little margarita. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I didn't see any of those, so uh, didn't get any purchases out of me there. But you know, it is just a kind of a, a bland horseshoe stadium. Um, they, they've got some nice views as far as out of the back of the end zone. You can see their uh, football building and the tunnel that they run out of. It's got like a turtle shell on top of it. Um, so that's a nice little touch. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Mario. Exactly. Although now Mario's voiced by Chris Pratt, so you have to sound less Italian. Mario. Exactly. You nailed it. You nailed it. Um, but overall, a pretty great experience. Um, then after the game, after Purdue won, it's always fun when you're an opposing fan mm. um, on the campus after your team wins. Did so, you have a peacock strut? A little bit of, of one. Walking out of the one, stadium. Yeah. Yeah, so, feeling good um, about that uh, failed two point conversion. Exactly. Huh? So the uh, uh, another one of our college friends was there as well, and um, he's trying to go to a you know a game at every Big Ten stadium, and this was the first time he'd been at Maryland, so he wanted to see the turtle um, because there's a a big There's old a turtle? turtle statue. There's a big turtle statue. Statue. Yeah. Not outside, a real turtle. Not a real turtle. Okay. Um, outside of the Xfinity Center, and I was like, oh yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, just follow me. So we walked over to it, and you got to go up the stairs to get there. And he was like, oh, it's, it's a lot smaller than it looks like on TV. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. This is the turtle. Um, so we uh, we went up there, took some pictures. I put my Purdue hat on the turtle, and we took some pictures. And then uh, went to a couple of bars afterwards. And again, you know, a lot of a lot of good Maryland fans talked to him. Didn't really have any trouble. Uh, not a lot, you know, no shouting, like, get out of here or, or yelling. And it was a, lunch, a bunch of, you know, drunk college kids out as well, so – um, they got really things pleasant. to do with their time. Yeah, really it's pleasant experience. Night. I guess so. Uh, but there were, you know, even a lot of Purdue fans out at the bars. Everybody was in good spirits. Talked to a lot of them. Um, had a had a real good time. So, you know, is is a 
apart from parking, uh, it was a real great experience. All right. So it sounds like three and a half stars. Are we doing out of four or five? Five. I do four stars. I take away a full star for the parking, but uh, other than that, top notch. All right. Good job, Maryland. Purdue going to yeah, win the Big job, Ten Maryland. West now? I, I, I don't know. I think we could. I mean, I, I don't think Illinois, I think, is not very good. Iowa still has literally the worst ranked offense in the country. Um, Northwestern, clearly not good. Nebraska, we should be able to beat them. So I, I don't know. Not been scared I, I yet. Think, <laughs> no, I think there's a real good chance that Purdue walks out of this with their own destiny. Comes down to the uh, Wisconsin and, game? I mean, we may be able to even lose that game and still win the Big Ten West. Ooh, I, don't, I don't know. Complete collapse. I don't know about complete collapse. I just think the Big Ten West is uh, quite the quite the struggle this year. So um, whoever wins might have a, a couple more losses. So do you think we can still win? Do you think we can? Sure, win? why the hell not? Exactly. That's pretty much how I feel. I don't so. know what the steam is. I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah. I mean, no one does. No one does. Boiler no one does. up. Boiler up. There we go. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.